Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to my first episode here on We Believe in Duke. This is your host, Sheldon Williams. If you're a Duke fan, then you may remember me as the landlord during my time at Duke from 02 to 06. Again, like I said, it's my first episode, so please tell me any feedback or things you like and didn't like about it. But this is going to be my pretty much thoughts on how seasons and players unfold during the Duke season. So right now it's kind of a, a dead period, if you will, because a couple months ago the March Madness tournament ended and now we're in a situation where there is not a lot going on until the season starts up again. So this this first episode is going to be pretty much me just kind of recapping on last year and giving my thoughts on what I saw. So starting with that, this past year, it was pretty tough. If you were a Duke fan, it was pretty tough. We had a promising guy, Jalen Johnson, very hyped guy coming in from high school into Duke. His first game against Coppin State, he goes 19 and 19. 19 and 19 as a freshman, which is crazy, but to have a monster game like that, 19 and 19, we all are thinking like, all right, the sky is his limit. He's going to be unbelievable. But then he gets hurt. So this young team is trying to find their identity without their, at then time, go-to guy in Jalen Johnson. So Matthew Hurt, a guy that I love watching grow from when he first came on campus until the end of the, you know, last year, I've been singing this guy's praises all year round because I love the way he plays. And watching him grow has been unbelievable for me because I love watching the journeys of certain guys, you know, that play my position or play the big man position. So they're going to be coming, you know, more so closer to heart, hidden hidden closer to my my heart versus other guys. Not that I don't love the other guys. It's just that I love watching bigs, especially during the time where basketball has become more and more positionless and bigs are pretty much guards in today's day versus when I played where everybody had a position. But back to Matthew Hurt. This guy became the go-to guy for Duke University. In my opinion, I thought this guy was the best player in the ACC. No disrespect to the ACC player of the year, Moses Wright, but Matthew Hurt, who jumped up in averages across the board, averaged 18 points, 6 rebounds, and shooting 44% from 3. This guy was a mismatch problem for all teams in the ACC. It's just unfortunate that we never got the chance to see Jalen Johnson 
and Matthew Hurt played together for more than a couple games. I believe Jalen played a total of 13 games during his time at Duke. Jalen, he comes back from the injury. Then he comes off the bench. Then it was the crazy part of the season with even added adversity start weighing in on the shoulders of this young team. Jalen doesn't come back, and then he wants to get ready for the NBA. A lot of people have mixed emotions about this. Some saying him not being really a Duke Blue Devil. Some saying that he wanted to leave because his stock was falling. Others were saying he should go because he needs to protect himself before his stocks fall further than what he already has. For me, I'm mixed as well. Being a former Duke basketball player and the way I was taught growing up, if I started something, I need to finish it. But I see the potential in this guy, and I see why he was labeled a lottery pick heading into Duke last year. He saw himself drop when he got hurt, then come off the bench. So it's a hard decision, and don't get me wrong, but this is a very different time than when I played. A lot more guys are one and done versus going to school three or four years back in 02 to 06 when I played. And these guys are only staying five or six months using college as a stepping stone. The college basketball fan in me would like to see these guys uh, play more than two years. But then again, the former professional athlete in me understands that this is a way to support your family, a way to live your dream. If you have the opportunity to actually do this, why am I telling this, this person no? It's hard. It's hard. Everybody has a different situation. Everybody may not have the chance to actually provide for their families like some others. But... I'm getting off topic. This is a separate discussion. Back to Duke men's basketball. This season was truly weird with COVID and the ups and downs of the season. Despite things being different, this team was dealing with a lot of extra pressure and they really seemed to come together after the Jalen Johnson situation. I mean, right after the Jalen Johnson saying that he's not going to play anymore, they had to face the number one team in the ACC, Virginia. They come into our house, and it's already going to be a tough game. We ended up beating them. The number one team, we ended up beating them. This team seemed like they were extra motivated. You could see they were fighting. They were more passionate. They were more energetic. And then here comes the ACC tournament. Right now, Duke has to play five games in five days just to have a chance to make it in the March Madness tournament. But one thing, you can see it. You can feel it. It was something special in the air. Anytime that you have 
a Duke team faced with adversity, you can see them pretty much rolling up their sleeves like, all right, people count this out. It's time to work. It's time to prove a lot of people wrong. And proving wrong is what they were doing. The first game they played against Boston College, DJ Stewart and Mark Williams got off to a really good start. DJ having 17 points, Mark Williams having 13, and they wind up beating Boston College 86-51. to 51. Next up was Louisville. Louisville was a team that beat us twice early in the year. Both those games were pretty close. Once at our place, going into overtime, and then at their place, where we had a chance to win, but Matthew Hurt winds up fouling out, and he, he was cooking that game. I believe he had 37 points. He was cooking that game, and wind up fouling out with a couple minutes to go, and we wind up losing that tough, close game. But this was a new game. It's hard, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. And Duke knew that. They came into this game with an edge on their shoulder, with a chip on their shoulder. You could see the difference between just a month ago to this time. And they wind up beating them. And you have a guy like Mark Williams, who had a really good game against them, ended up having 23-19. and 19. 23 and 19 against this team, and they wind up beating Louisville. Now they have a chance to face Florida State. But here's, here's where it gets tricky. After having two unbelievable games, this young team got hit with news where one of their teammates had COVID. This was heartbreaking because you saw that this is going to be something special and they didn't, it, it didn't, they didn't get a chance to play it out. And that's what the heartbreaking part is because you see, you, you see it turning. You see things are happening and then all of a sudden, Duke's season is now done for the ACC tournament. And at this time, unfortunately, the hole was just a little bit too deep. They hadn't done enough to overcome all the adversities that they were facing throughout their whole season to make themselves into the March Madness tournament. I will say that this team deserves a lot of credit for the way they kept pursuing and persevering through it all. I will say it was surreal not to have Duke in the March Madness tournament. As much as I love the tournament, and this year was crazier than ever with all the upsets, I mean, I don't think anybody had a perfect bracket after the first day. Usually, for me, I'm pretty decent when I'm filling out my brackets. It kind of hits me towards maybe Sweet 16, the region, when I start seeing some major changes. But literally, after the first day, I didn't have... I didn't have none of, the, none of the upsets that were going on. 
But just looking at all the games and watching it, as much as I'm a fan of watching March Madness, it was just strange, unbelievably strange, not seeing Duke appear in any of those games. But then again, that just shows credit to Coach K and how great his teams have been during his tenure at Duke. I am sure, I'm positive, that next year will be different with this class coming in. Speaking of next year, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I truly wish DJ Stewart and Matthew Hurt the best of luck. But imagine if they just stayed one more year. DJ Stewart, who averaged 13 points, four rebounds, shooting 34% from three, along with Matthew Hurt being the go-to guy, selfishly, I imagine that this season young team with the guys coming in this year would be a team that we all would want to look out for and watch. I mean, you have newcomers that are coming in, Paolo Banchero, you have A.J. Griffin, you have Jalen Blakes and the newest commitment from Trevor Kills. And I know before the NCAA had changed the rules, Coach K said it's going to be a wild, wild west. And sure enough, he was right. It seems like now almost every single day you either see somebody transferring or entering the transfer portal or leaving to go to the NBA. And a lot of guys, I want to say it's almost a thousand student athletes now trying to take advantage of this transfer portal. But I will say Duke has been getting more involved in transfers in the last 10 to 15 years than all previous years in the Coach K era. I mean, the three that I can think of right now is kind of just standing out. Dante Jones, who I played with. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Seth Curry, Rodney Hood are the ones that come to mind right now that had a big impact from transferring to Duke. Then you have recently added transfers like Bates Jones, who came from you know, Davidson. If you're not familiar with him, he is a younger brother of Duke standout quarterback and Duke, I mean, and then uh, New York Giants current quarterback, Daniel Jones. The other guy, Theo John from Marquette, who was coached by Steve Wojciechowski. So the transition for him should be pretty easy since Steve Wojciechowski is pretty much an extension of Coach K. So with these new guys coming in to mesh with the current guys like Mark Williams, who came up big late last year. We saw potential every now and then, but big late last year. I mean, the last four games, he averaged 18 and a half points and 7.7 rebounds. This guy seemed like it clicked, like he, he it got it. And the players were really feeding him the ball. He was getting to his spots. He was actually being the guy that we saw hints of potential throughout the year being more consistent, which was a big, great thing to watch. Then you have Wendell Moore, who didn't uh, play last year in the ACC because of COVID, but wind up 
having a good year, nine and five, he's now going to be the leader on this team, being one of the oldest guys on the team now. Jeremy Roach, who had a good year with nine points and two rebounds, you know, had moments last year. Then you have Joey Baker, who averaged three points, shooting 32% from three. I'm hoping that can be a consistent outside threat for us next year. But this team, even though that Matthew Hurt and DJ Stewart are not going to be on the team, they should still be a good, solid team. I'm just saying selfishly, I imagine these guys coming in with the seasoned guys that we already have right now, in addition of, in addition to Matt Hurt and DJ Stewart. That's just me being a fan, a Duke fan, wanting to see everything kind of coming full circle and redeeming themselves from not making the tournament last year. But my thing is, now that you start seeing some things clear up with COVID, I'm just hoping that this new team can come together in the gym earlier so they can mesh quicker if there's no preventions with COVID going on. And once season start, once the season starts, then you'll start seeing them pretty much hitting everything full gas, full throttle as soon as they come out the gate. But as I said in the beginning, it was weird not having Duke in March Madness tournament. But I have complete, complete faith that we'll be back barring any injuries. March Madness is a great time, a special time, and a very unpredictable time. Being a Duke guy, I would want to see my team back in it again. And I'm sure they will be back in it next year. I hope you enjoyed my take on this year's team. Looking forward to for when the season starts so I can watch the journey of this new team. Oh, and by the way, before I forget, the news just came out about Nolan Smith, the people's champ, being named an assistant coach. I want to say congratulations to you. I know you've been a personal, personal development guy for Duke for a while now, doing a lot of things behind the scenes. And now you're, you're the latest addition to the Duke assistant coach. So congratulations. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy my first episode of We Believe in Duke. Stay tuned for more and let's go Duke. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.